Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Well Not Perfect. This episode is going to be the last episode of season two and it's going to look a little different. Instead of having a guest with me this week, I'm going to share some of my own advice on a topic I talk to clients about all the time. I'm going to use this format for some of the episodes in season three and I'm excited for you to get a feel of them as we wrap up this season. I'm grateful to all of you for being here and I can't wait to come back for season three with more amazing guests and more episodes just like this one. So today I want to talk to you about the art of letting go and moving forward and growing. This is a notoriously hard thing for people to do because change is hard and difficult to say the least. I'm going to talk to you about the barriers of letting go and reflection questions that help you move forward with a growth mindset. Welcome to the final episode of season two on this show, Well Not Perfect. You guys know me and know I love a good quote, and we're going to start this one off with Eckhart Tolle. He has this really amazing quote that says, sometimes letting go is an act of far greater power than defending or hanging on. I love this quote because so many of us think that letting go means giving up. We end up hanging on to things that no longer serve us, but we don't know how to let it go. And you know what I'm going to talk about? It's that relationship, that job, that friendship, that bad habit. It's not serving you anymore. It's not helping you grow, but you're too afraid to say goodbye to it. And why do you think that is? Well, we're going to talk about that today and do not worry. I will always give you the strategies to help you move forward onto bigger and better things. So let's talk about those barriers to letting go. And before we get started, I highly suggest getting out your notepad and writing some of these things down. The first barrier is our natural reluctance to change. Some people are more change adverse than others. I have seen people who really embrace change. I would say that I'm probably one of those people who really like change because it helps me feel like things are fresh and new and it gives me energy. But the opposite can be true for other people. Sometimes change can be really energy depleting. That may be because consistency is what gives you energy. Either way, if you are someone who wants to learn how to be better about change, then this episode is for you. No one is going to be able to change overnight, but the sooner you act on the things you need to do, the sooner you're going to be happier and healthier. Another barrier to making things hard for change is distorted and unhelpful thinking patterns. There are 10 main unhelpful thinking patterns that I want to talk to you about. My guess is that you'll recognize many, if not all of them in your own thinking, but don't worry. You'll have some more than others, but this is a universal experience that we all have. The first one is mental filter. This involves filtering in and out of a process, sort of like a tunnel vision, focus only on one part of a situation and ignoring the rest. You often see this when you are contemplating a breakup Maybe you focus on the good things and ignore all of the bad aspects of the relationship. It causes you to stay in a relationship for way too long because you're told a story within yourself and it's just the highlight reels. Second one is jumping to conclusions. We jump to conclusions when we assume that we know what someone else is thinking and we use our conclusions to make predictions about how the future is going to go. For example, You assume that your boss won't approve your vacation time during the busy season at your company, so you don't bother asking. But come on, if you don't ask, then you won't ever know. Number three, personalization and blame. 
This is when you blame yourself for everything that goes wrong or could go wrong, even when you may only be partially responsible or not responsible at all. This is totally true for people who love to be in control. The false belief is that if you blame yourself, then you have control. So it's not true, but nonetheless, it is the most common trait, especially in women who are raised to believe that they have to make everything feel okay for others, or they are the ones to blame. And let me just say that's a whole other episode. Okay, number four, disqualifying the positive. This occurs when you discount the positive things that you experience, insisting that they don't count, and it just happened by luck. Please don't do this. You have to celebrate the wins in life. Otherwise, life gets gray so fast. We shouldn't diminish the positive. We need to amplify the positive. Number five, all or nothing thinking. This is when you only see one extreme or the other. Things are either right or wrong, good or bad, yes or no. There's no gray in the middle. So we all know that person who is a black and white thinker. And it can be draining and exhausting. Number six, shoulding and musting. Saying I should or you must or I must often puts unreasonable demands or pressures on yourself and others. And honestly, if I could eliminate any two words in our English vocabulary together would be I should. It drives me nuts. Number seven, overgeneralization. When we overgeneralize, we take one instance of the past or present and impose it into all current or future situations. This is for all my people out there who love the drama. You know the person who says, they always do this to me or this never happens. Let's do better. Let's stop the drama. Number eight, labeling and mislabeling. We label ourselves and others, and there is oftentimes a lot of judgment and negative labeling that people use to express their thoughts and feelings about things. Unfortunately, it just spins more negativity, and it does no good. Number nine, emotional reasoning. This involves basing your views of situations or yourself on the way you are feeling instead of using facts. Let's just say you bought that new purse or shoes or jacket. You probably used emotional reasoning in that situation. Number 10, magnification and minimization. In this thinking style, you magnify the positive traits of the things or people that you like and minimize the positive attributes and the things and people that you don't like. And yes, you do this nine times out of 10 because you can't see it and we are not good at stepping back and being conscious of our biases. And let's be honest, we are very guilty of this. All right. So learning this kind of information gives you a chance to look at your thoughts and think. If you want to know what type of unhelpful thinking pattern you have, I suggest journaling. Once you write it down, use an analytical eye to catch some of the unhelpful patterns that I mentioned a minute ago. It will help you be more objective. Then you can write your thoughts and undo the thinking patterns with more self-compassion and objective stance. The third barrier to making necessary changes is the fear of making mistakes or failing. The realization that with change comes a chance of mistakes can be so upsetting to people that they choose not to change at all. If you fear mistakes or failing, then don't worry because everyone feels this way and at some point there has been someone there feeling the same thing as you and you can get through it. 
The best thing to do is acknowledge the fear and accept it as a normal experience, but don't let it drive you to indecision or giving up. You should persist in the actions that are good for you and let the worry and fear take a back seat. For more on this, I really suggest reading Elizabeth Gilbert's chapter in her book, Big Magic, and it's titled The Road Trip. It inspires all of us to take that hard journey in life and put fear in the back seat. Now, the next barrier is all about the unwillingness to approach uncomfortable emotions. Despite the discomfort we feel with negative emotions, we have to realize that they are not dangerous. We are able to feel and deal with hard emotions, and the more we do, the better we are facing them head on. The most important thing to do is show up consistently in the face of hard emotions and deal with them quickly. Avoidance is the biggest mistake we make, and it deflates our confidence from believing we can do hard things. Sometimes as we're growing up as children, our families have taught us that negative emotions are not okay to talk about. For example, anger may not be something that your family allowed you to express, and so now you feel uncomfortable with it. If so, it should be expected that you avoid anything that makes you angry because you don't have practice dealing with it. You are taught to avoid the feeling and therefore avoid life situations that cause anger. The problem with that is anger is natural. And the sooner we deal with anger, the sooner we can move on and grow from those challenging moments. When we grow, we change and change may be hard at first, but eventually it develops into really great learning experiences that make you feel proud of the hard work that you're doing. And that brings me to the final barrier, which is having a fixed mindset with change. A fixed mindset is fixated on a belief that holds you back from changing and growing into a better person. If we are fixed in the belief that anger is bad, then we cannot grow. However, if we shift into a growth mindset, we are able to see the opportunities and challenges. The opportunity is that we can change for the better and we can deepen our relationship with others deepen our understanding of who we are, and build confidence in our ability to dig deep and make changes even when change is hard. Let me briefly explain something. If we think a fixed mindset, then we are strict and rigid, and it typically means that we're trying to over-control a situation. That means a fixed mindset person is not a bad person, but they typically are a very good person who does not want bad things to happen to themselves or other people. But Their way of coping may cause problems such as avoiding change altogether or trying to control the situation way too much. So the important thing to remember here is that if you are, quote, a controlling person and don't like it, it doesn't mean that you are a negative person or disliked. People probably love you because you do all the hard work for them. And people may also feel stressed around you because you want to take over. Either way, it's important to remember that a fixed mindset is based in fear of losing control and it delays a lot of necessary changes in life. The best thing to do is lean into a growth mindset and see the opportunities and the changes you need to make and let go of control as much as you can in order to free up time and energy plus mental space to engage in change in the most effective way possible. Just remember, despite the way we naturally cope with change, you have the chance to do better with new opportunities as they present themselves. 
Take the next few minutes and think about any changes that you need to make but have been avoiding because of the barriers I shared with you today. Identify one change that you have wanted to make and acknowledge the barriers that have been holding you back. Now make a decision to tackle the barriers and overcome your fear of change. To help you, I suggest writing down the change you want to make, write down the barriers, and begin tackling them one at a time. You can write out steps and goals for each barrier, make them small and reasonable. Before you know it, you will have less barriers and you will have paved the path to make the changes that you need. Take the next few minutes and answer those questions and give yourself the opportunity to embrace a growth mindset. I hope that this space of quiet reflection has given you an opportunity to lean into a growth mindset and it gives you an opportunity to build the life you want and show up for it every day, living it to its fullest. Thanks for being here on another episode of, well, 
not perfect. This holiday season is officially upon us, and what better gift to give than the gift of personal growth? This time of year can be so fulfilling, but can also leave you feeling exhausted with no opportunity for self-care. My BU Planner Series is the perfect antidote to all the holiday stress, giving you and your loved ones the space to keep your cup full and grow anytime and anywhere. Through the course of the five 30-day planners, five minutes a day, these planners are designed to set you up for a lifetime journey of growth. Each of the five planners includes pages of insight and skills from my personal and professional experiences and ends with 30 days of space to practice what you've learned. These planners help you build self-awareness, reduce judgment, respond to your environment calmly and confidently, strengthen relationships, and achieve big and small goals. Give the gift that keeps on giving this season. Visit buplanner.com, that's B-E-E-Y-O-U planner.com, and use the code well, not perfect, at checkout to get 10% off any order. Let's head into this new year with growth, intention, and resilience. Thank you for listening to season two. Make sure you never miss an episode by hitting the subscribe button and consider leaving me a review. And for more information on all things podcast, check us out at Instagram, well, not perfect, and DM us any questions you have and content that you'd love to see this season.